Have you ever wanted to listen to two random dudes on the internet talk about their views? Well, I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And this is the Two Dudes with a View podcast. Welcome back to the Two Dudes with a View podcast, episode number 14, my lucky... Well, it's really more than 14, but because we've done the half episodes, but 14, my uh, my lucky number, my favorite number. The day I was born, uh, it's the number in all my social medias. It's just, it's a good number overall. That's, that's all. So it'll be a good episode. You know that right from the start. As always, my name is Matt. I am joined by my grumpy old friend, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, your names. We we mentioned this last time, but your names just keep getting longer and longer. Um, I know. Bill, how you been? I feel like it's been a few days since I've talked to you. It it has. I think the last time we actually talked was when we recorded Thursday's episode. Um, it's not bad. Uh, today was miserable, but aside from that, you know, it I, is what it is. I agree. I had to spend all day outside, and it was blistering hot today. Not hot. It was only like. 79 80 degrees the humidity killed me just absolutely destroyed me and uh it was horrible i was i was literally dripping by the time i was done doing what i was doing it was it was bad and it was all i was only outside for like an hour and a half it wasn't wasn't horrible at all maybe i'm just having a heart attack and gonna die in the middle of this episode if i die in this episode oh. you all better have like subscribed followed shared this do it for me yeah because it's gonna fall off the rails if i have to take over oh yeah you're not gonna hear this audio if i die right now um how was the weather for you i kind of mentioned mine but how was it for you muggy bullshit is what it is yeah i felt uh again today was horrible uh, the humidity kill i felt like i was literally sitting in the middle of a swamp all day even though i wasn't just that's just the way it felt you know that muggy yeah, stickiness. I have, I have this this belief that if it's going to be 90 degrees out, let it be 90 degrees. But it doesn't have to rain and then get hot and yeah. be muggy for no reason. Just let it be 90 degrees. Let it be 60 degrees. Let it be 20 degrees. I don't care. Just make sure that nothing... If it's 20, let it be 20 without snow. If it's I, 60, let it be 60 without you know ridiculous wind where you can't really enjoy the niceness if it's going to be 90 don't let it rain and make it humid so you can't go outside and breathe i surprisingly yeah i'm, I'm with you first uh, i'm with you there it hasn't rained since well it was supposed to rain uh friday like early morning friday like three four o'clock in the morning it didn't um so it hasn't rained since sometime last week so i don't even know what's causing the humidity and the mugginess um but it's it's not rain just it, today was again it was only like 80 degrees but it was so muggy and so humid that i was dripping and i hate it it's, well I, what I causes it. it even even though it doesn't rain what's causing it is the the moisture in the air yeah well yeah and that's ridiculous like when if I got to be to work in the morning, when I leave for work, I can't see nothing out of my, my windows. I have to have my heater on full blast with defrost while it's still nice outside, just so I can clear it up to see. But as soon as the sun peeks his little ugly ass head out over the mountain, poof, all bets are off. And everything just evaporates off the off the vehicle like like it was never there. Yeah, I had to do that uh, Saturday night coming home from work. Got... Uh started the car or whatnot and it was the same way just instantly fogged up and you had to crank it def essentially you know obviously defog it all before you can see and it was like 75 degrees out it's like 11 o'clock at night it was just uh, i hate it reminds my favorite me of thing is when i leave work and i i go to the store after work i'll have the air conditioner blasting and as i'm driving home there'll be this one spot in the bottom middle of my windshield 
that just starts fogging up because you know it's i have the ac on so it's cold as hell inside hot as hell outside and that contact point where they meet causes it to like start fogging up yep i i hate it too i'm the same like the same thing but i have one section on my windshield it's like it's the very bottom not quite the middle it's a little bit towards the driver's side the left side where like the the vents don't reach for the the uh the windshield i guess defrost or whatever you want to call it and the windshield wipers also don't reach so it's just one section that stays foggy all the or whatever you want to call it all the time and it sucks so it's like perfect it's like this perfect triangle too it's annoying but it is what it is it's all right anywho we got a good show for you today uh, a lot of major topics so i'm not gonna waste too much time here and we're just gonna jump right into it so bill i know you want to start today's show off you got something that you want to cover so i'm gonna throw it right to you to get us started for today and take us halfway across the, i guess halfway across the world all the way across the world it's three quarters somewhere in that range yeah we're going for a little boat ride uh, I, I prefer planes, but okay. See, I don't like neither because if you're in a boat, it sinks, you're screwed. If you're in a plane, it falls, you're screwed. Um, there's no happy ending there. That's true. But, you know, we have here in, in the United States, we have all this debate about gun laws and what's right and what's wrong and what they could take away and what they can't take away and all this other stuff. Right, let's go to a country that has the strictest gun laws probably in the world. Handguns are completely banned there's like you have a better chance i think of getting killed by a samurai sword than you do a gun but more importantly than that the fact that a former prime minister and i'm going to butcher his name so if you know how it's actually said don't judge me on this uh shinzo abe or abe abe i don't know but was killed while he was in the middle of a street by a guy with a homemade gun now, my brain can't wrap around this because here in the United States, we have our ex-president, our presidents and ex-presidents are tightly watched. And at no point are they just going to have an impromptu speech in the middle of the road. But this happened in Japan where this, and there's video of it. You can go watch it yourself. And trust me, I've, I've looked at the video. I've watched, looked at many still shots of it too. I'm thrown a, like completely back in my chair as to how in the hell the former leader of a nation was allowed to do a just a, a speech in the middle of the road. But not only that, how his security wasn't paying attention behind him. Like they don't their job's not to watch him do the speech. Their job is to watch the people watching him do the speech. And in the photos that you could find yourself the guy stood, it couldn't have been no more than 10 yards, 15 yards behind him, pulled out a homemade gun that looked like it had road flares attached to it, shot him twice, got his ass tackled, and that's probably the last we're ever going to hear about it because it's Japan. So, I mean, Matt, what do you, what yeah, do you so, make of this? I can't. So, a couple things. I want to I wanna start, yeah, looking at the pictures, and, and again, I've watched the video, the same video that Bill has. Um, this was not like a, a two-lane road, right? One lane going one way, one lane. This was like an intersection, which seemed like it'd be a busy intersection, like two, three lanes going each way. And he's just standing up there, not like on a stage, it looked like, just kind of on, I guess, like a box, but it was a couple boxes, whatever. So, it looked like a pretty impromptu speech although there was microphones and whatnot so i believed it was planned but regardless like you said i don't know how you know his security team like here in the united states we have the secret service they're in charge with protecting the president vice president their families dignitaries that come to the states so on and so forth and their job like bill said is to not watch the speech not even listen to it but watch the people watching the speech and specifically watching the people not watching the speech and watching other things you know like where the security is moving and like you know how to escape so on and so forth so how a former prime minister's security team 
could, you know, was too busy essentially having their backs to the dude that was about to shoot this guy, um, is beyond me. And now I want to get to a point. Looking at the picture, and I'll post the picture right here uh, on the YouTube version of this for those that are watching it of this dude. And, and actually, I'll post the picture of the gun and the, the dude. Um, but the the guy had it slung over like his shoulder like you would a, a satchel or a, you know, a bag or something like that, right? And you can see there's a picture of him being tackled where it's not a bag, it's the actual gun. So I want to know how he didn't, it, it wasn't in a bag, it was just slung over his back. How he got, you know, he was essentially across the street from him when the first shot happened and there was two shots. The second one happened, it was like midway across the street before he got tackled. And that's what you can see in, in that picture. But I want to know how he got that close with that thing just slung over his shoulder. Not a bag. Doesn't, like Bill said, it looks like there's two flares on the end of it. Like, it, you would think that that would draw suspicion. Now, on top of that, you would also think that there'd be barricades and, you know, people would have to stay back a certain amount of feet. Again, this guy's a former prime minister of the country. You would think the security team would be a little bit better. And I feel like there's going to be some people losing their jobs over this. Um, oh, there's, there's people going to jail that wasn't just the guy that did the shooting. My question is, you've watched the video. You've heard the audio. What the hell caliber could he have possibly shot out? It sounded like a cannon going off. Yeah, so I, that's another thing. I mean, it is a homemade gun, so there's he could kind of make his own whatever. I don't think it had a caliber. I think it was just homemade everything including the the ammo for it but yeah it, it literally sounded like two cannon like small cannon shots going off and it was close like i said 10 15 yards it was the first shot was across the two lane road the second one was halfway across the road and from what i heard is he got shot in the chest well not the chest but the back and i want to say his neck slash head four hours he was rushed to a hospital four hours later he, he died but yeah i i mean i'm just i'm dumbfounded by the security now again the secret service once you become a former president you get lifetime secret service protection so i mean that just seems a little sketchy unless they thought oh this country we got great handgun well amazing handgun laws where they're banned uh, uh, you know other firearms are highly regulated if not even allowed to, I'm not sure if they figured, no, you know, we don't have to worry about a uh, an attack like that, but you would still think, you know, there'd be barricades and all that other stuff in case someone just tried to run at him with a knife, at least. Like, it just, it, it doesn't make sense to me, that's all. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it, and I, I don't know their protection laws and rules and whatever you want to call them, but... Yeah, just you would think there'd be barrier after barrier after barrier, and then people would be looking out for these types of things, especially with it just slung over a shoulder like that. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure we're not going to hear nothing about it. Like we're not going to hear what happens to the guy unless it's some kind of leaked report. But it's not going to be on CNN or Fox. They're not going to say, "Oh, you know, Walla Walla Bing Bang that shot the prime minister." Uh, you know, is going to trial. He's probably already dead. They probably executed his ass right away. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think. Even though it's Japan, and I mean, we're we get fairly updated news from Japan. It's not like Russia or whatever. But yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna hear much about him. I mean, they he got tackled instantly. Like the second shot got off, and while the second shot was getting off, he was already being tackled. So. It's a wonder he wasn't killed right on the spot, honestly. Yeah, like they need I, I, the picture of the guy uh, tackling him. Like he didn't even. No one had his gun. Their guns drawn. Then again, it looked like essentially like a sawed-off. It was the size of a sawed-off shotgun. If you're watching the YouTube version, you've already seen it. But it's like the size of a shot-off shotgun. So and it looked like it only had two chambers. So I guess there was only really the potential of two shots being fired, and he fired both of them. So maybe they thought they didn't have a whole lot of need to shoot the dude although i probably would have but 
that's just me just for the hell of it i would have yeah mm-hmm. like yeah, i mean yeah you just shot a prime minister i don't know it, i again i don't think we're gonna hear anything about it and some people are definitely at least losing their job well i mean i guess they're already out of a job because the guy's unfortunately dead I found out yeah. he, they were on my security detail. I'd quit. I'd say I'm, I'm better off without them at this point. Yeah. Can I have a pistol? I'll try it myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, like, looking at the aerial pictures and whatnot of it and the, the video, there's just no barricades. People are, like, surrounding him pretty much 360. Just something doesn't add up, especially because these events are usually planned ahead of time. I, I don't know. Again, maybe we're overanalyzing it. We're missing a component. If we are, let us know. But I, it, something's off, and I don't know. Well, I kind of know what it is. It's something with the security, but I don't know why. That's the missing detail is the why part of that. And we also don't know why the, why the guy shot him. I mean, he was a former prime minister. He's got say. That's why he's given the speech. He's given a political speech. But, I mean, he's got some say, but he, it's not like he can go make decisions right now. So... I, I I don't know about that. I we'll probably never hear about that either, but Yeah, I, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be a thing that's a thing that to, in, in a month from now everybody'll have forgotten about it and we'll just be moving on with our lives. But regardless, that's a pretty significant deal that like you know, buddy used to run a country. Yeah. And just got shot down by a guy that made a homemade gun while the dude was surrounded by a security force that must have been playing on, I don't know, they must be on Twitter. That's the best I can come up with. Something like that. Uh, anyway, speaking of Twitter, too, um, we've talked about it before with Elon Musk buying Twitter. Uh, well, I should say buying in air quotes because he's no longer doing it. Um. $44 billion out the, well, not out the window. I guess he's saving it now at this point. Um, he's, he, he backed out of the Twitter deal for really one specific reason is what he's saying. There might be more that we don't know about, but one specific reason, and that's the, uh, the artificial bots that are on Twitter. So Twitter's CEO and board of directors of that matter said that during, you know, at the beginning of this deal, there was only about 5% of Twitter users were bots, meaning whether they were, they were bots to, you know, purposeful bots to run ads or do whatever, or they were actual accounts that, you know, some person set up as bots to scam, you know, personal information or, you know, whatever they're used for in negative connotations, but... They claim that it was 5%, less than 5% of all Twitter users. Now, I don't know how many Twitter users there are. All I know is Elon Musk has 100.8 million followers, so there's at least that many. Um, so 5%, I mean, that's a, quite a large number, but in comparison to how many Twitter users there are, it's not really. However, in the filing that he filed the 8th, when he backed out of this deal, he said that uh, well over 20% of Twitter users were were bots, essentially not real people, and that the Twitter CEO would was refusing to provide data and information showing that it was 5% or less to, to meet his claim, or their claim. So he said that's a breach of the contract that they had, Elon Musk and Twitter had, for the, the buyout or the merger, whatever you want to call it. And so he filed and said, I'm backing out of this $44 billion, again, that's a billion with a B, dollar deal, and I'm out. What are your thoughts, Bill? Okay, so this is like a weird situation. Um, one, uh, as a businessman, I know that there is an agreement in place. There's something in place here that he was going to buy Twitter, something on paper. Now, I can only go to what I know because I'm sure this is, you know, this is big buck situation. There's something really, really big there. But there's always an out for the person doing the buy. Uh, like, if you're going to go buy a house um, and you put, you know, whatever down, there's a closing date. 
you have until that closing date to come up with the rest of the money or you can back out. So I don't really know if if he is backing out before this agreement, if he put any money down to like as a retainer. Uh, but I know I watched the Pat McAfee show this morning. I don't know when this aired, but they said on it about these bots. They were saying that these bots are created for like gambling reasons where uh these i don't even know what they are like the 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 gambling sites i don't know king draft kings and all them they do these these weird gambling things where you like you you try to get a something trending worldwide and then if you do and you're one of the first so many to do it then you get this much money for draft kings so that's where these bots are coming from. There's a bunch of bots out there that are just programmed to constantly post, no matter what it is. It could be like, wow, the weather in California is hot and muggy. Hashtag uh, just found a Jeep. And the just found a Jeep might be the hashtag that needs to be, you know, trending worldwide for you to be eligible to win this this contest so people are just posting these bots or creating these bots who are clearly smarter than all of us um but elon musk caught wind of it said that he knows about it says that it's bigger than the five percent that they're saying and the twitter uh, ceo says that he refuses to show proof of anything more than five percent which that audit should be a red flag in the first place that means he knows there's some kind of that that's like reasonable suspicion. If the guy running the show says, I'm not going to tell you that it's more than 5% because it probably is, then it should be kind of like a red flag to let you know. But the fact that, you know, with Elon Musk with $44 billion, why doesn't he just start his own thing? Trump started his own called Truth Social. Why can't, why can't Elon start one, call it, you know, tweet x or something well okay here's i, I want to break a couple things down here so i want to start kind of and go down timeline so again he bought they agreed to buy this for 44 billion dollars right the number of current twitter users supposedly is 200 or excuse me 330 million so just keep that you know keep that number in your head 330 million and that was uh based on the uh, quarter one report in 2019. So I'm sure that number is, is significantly gone up, especially with what's going on. Anywho, moving forward, the deal was for $44 billion. There was a $1 billion breakup fee for either party, meaning in this case, Elon Musk is breaking the deal. So $1 billion breakup fee, if Twitter did that, it was Twitter breaking it up. And that was for the $44 billion deal at $54.20 a share which is like 30% more than what it's worth right now anyways. So July 8th, which was Friday, which was the same day that this whole thing was announced, the chairman of Twitter, Brett Taylor, tweeted this, and I'm going to quote it here. The Twitter board is committed to closing the transaction on the price and terms agreed upon with Mr. Musk and plans to pursue legal action to enforce the merger agreement. We are confident we will prevail in the Delaware Court of Chancery. Now, the Delaware Court of Chancery, they are a non-jury trial court. A non-jury trial court means really only one person decides that. So, I mean, is, are we going to see... Elon either having to buy the entire thing or paying the one billion dollars, or are we gonna see? Now again, I I didn't read. I don't even know if they published the entire um agreement and buyout agreement between the two. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I don't I don't want to cut you off here, but I have to because I'll lose this train of thought. You said that there's a one billion dollar essential, essentially a breakup fee. Correct for for both parties, no matter. So if Twitter breaks it up, they have to pay Elon a billion. If Elon breaks it up, Elon was supposed to pay a billion. Okay, so Elon broke it up, so that means he has to pay a billion. Why are they talking about going to court? 
but I don't. Well, the, the reason I don't know is, and that's what I was getting to in here, and you cut me off. Um, I don't know because, and again, I don't know if they released the entire uh, buyout agreement or whatever. And if they have, I certainly haven't read it because I'm sure it's like 17 million pages long. I'm not sure if there was clauses in there that said, you know, if for this reason this isn't provided, this entire contract is void. So I don't know if there's something in there about that. But I do know, again, that there is that $1 billion fee. So there might be a clause in there that says, hey, if uh, if this isn't provided or this isn't done, then this entire contract is void, which I would think that they probably wouldn't do that. If Elon was smart, he'd say, well, if you don't provide me proof of this, as you know, if there was a clause in there saying, if you don't provide me proof of less than 5% of users are bots, then the deal is broken off and you owe me a billion or, or I, I, again, I don't know how it was worded or whatnot. And I'm sure someone knows, but I, it, I think I, just, just from what I know on how contracts work, contracts are usually a 70, 30 deal. Like, you know, if, if say I go to you and I want to buy something you own, and I'm going to try to buy it over a course of time, and we're going to work things out and do this. It's, it's usually going to be 70-30 on the, you'll have 70% of the protection because you're the entity. And I'll have 30% of the protection because I'm trying to buy it. So basically meaning if I'm going to buy something from you from a million for a million dollars, you're going to most likely get a majority of that million dollars no matter what. But with with this whole Twitter thing, um, there has to be something in that contract, and and I can't believe I, I don't I wouldn't buy it if even if somebody tried to sell it to me. Uh, that there's nothing in there that allows for Elon Musk to gain access to information that pertains to the sale. Like he has to know what he's buying. You can't just it's a, it's called a lemon law if you go to buy a car. They have to tell you if there's something wrong with the car. And if they don't, you can, you know, usually it's 15 days buyer's remorse. You could take it back and or sue them, um, especially if they refuse to to give you the money back. So if if that's the case and he's trying to get this information because he's doing it very publicly, that might be where they're going with this is like it's a breach of contract confidentiality. You know, if you want this information, we'll give it to you, but you can't disclose it publicly until you own the company. But he's just outright saying, hey, I know it's more than this. Show proof. And the guy's like, nope, I'm not showing you nothing. That's more than 5%. Yeah. I, I, unless they're saying, well, we don't want to show it because we know we're wrong. And then we're going to have to pay a billion when you break this up or we're going to have to reduce the price, you know, something like that. So or maybe maybe he has information that he shouldn't have and he's trying to hold like force their their hand and this could backfire on them. And I mean, he can go to court and be like, "Hey, here's all this information that I have from Twitter that shows exactly what I said is right. They refuse to acknowledge that I backed out of the deal. Now they want to sue me." This is, you know, so I I guess like you said this whole Delaware thing wherever they're going is a non-jury trial, which is completely absurd. So it's it's one one or two, it's it's probably a group of judges. It's probably like five judges that sit on this board or whatever on this jury, this non-jury jury that the majority decides what's right and wrong. I don't know if I agree with that, but I have seen it many a times. And it ha I mean, look at our Supreme Court. There's no juries in there. They just all get together, they vote, and then that's what the rule is. Yeah, so I'll read the uh, the description right off their website. So the Court of Chancery consists of one chancellor and six vice chancellors. The chancellor and vice chancellors are nominated by the governor and must be confirmed by the Senate for 12-year terms. Wow, they got weird terms. Uh, it's a non-jury trial court that serves as Delaware's court of original and exclusive equity jurisdiction and adjunctions of a wide variety of cases involving trust, real property, guardianship, civil rights, and litigation. The chancellor and vice chancellors must be learned in the law and must be Delaware citizens. So, so yeah, it, it's an odd number of people. One person's like 
the the judge and the other six are are de facto jury members even though they're appointed uh so it's a, it's an odd number regardless it's seven so it's going to come down to a majority vote yes correct and there's uh there's nine total well i guess there's eight chancellors and one um or one chancellor and eight vice chancellors obviously only seven total so there's like two alternates but um collectively there's one two three four males and four females with the vice chancellors and the chancellor the actual chancellor is a female as well so it'll be interesting to see how that potentially sways into things too but yeah um it's this whole thing's just going to be i'm assuming my best guess here is that they are going to handle this before and that essentially elon is saying hey listen take me to court do it you lose it's going to cost you even more money so it might be better just for you to figure this out and admit that you're wrong and handle this essentially behind closed doors before being not behind closed doors if that makes sense yeah there's this is gonna i don't think if if somehow elon musk has found that fault it's not going to affect him at all he's gonna launch a rocket he's gonna launch a rocket the next day yeah he doesn't Um, care yeah so or somebody's gonna go buy a tesla the next day it's not going to change his he's not going to hurt at all for money but should twitter lose this and elon says nope i still don't want to buy it now they're out 44 billion dollars plus they've been publicly humiliated correct so they better have a really good case before they decide to to sue yeah. but they've already hired lawyers so they already they're committed i guess well i mean they're committed without being committed unless they're just saying hey we got to you know an initial deal with this this law firm and they're using that again as a uh uh playing card i guess if you if you must against him saying hey we got lawyers we're ready to go you know make up your mind at this point he's probably sitting back going yeah but so do i so let's go yeah he's got a right like he's got a legal team longer than amber heard's jesus christ he's a billionaire he's got yeah he's he's literally ready to drop 44 billion dollars to just buy a social media platform when he can make his own for maybe a billion and have it as again he's got a hundred point eight million followers on twitter according to the 2019 statistics there's only 330 million so he's got a third a little less than a third of all twitter followers just following him on twitter yeah i i think the end game to this and and this is just me playing devil's advocate is this is all going to go through the process and bing bang and all that other happy shit the very end deal is still going to be Elon Musk is going to own Twitter. Correct. I'm just I'm just saying that now he's going to buy it. But what he's doing is he's forcing them to make themselves look bad so that it might even devalue it and he could buy it for cheaper. Well, that's that's what I'm saying is he's going to handle this out of court. Again, this is my guess. He's going to handle this out of court. Saying, hey, listen, we all know that you have more than 5%. So drop the price. I'll get it off your hands. I'll fix this. And everyone will walk away winning. You'll get paid. I'll get what I want. Problem solved. My question is, even if if Twitter knows that there's more than 5% of the users are bots, that's still, say it's even 20% that are bots. That still leaves 80% of it as real people. Yeah. Why can't they just say, you know, we really never looked into this. He is right. You know, this percentage, whatever it is, 12, 15, 18, 20, is bots. But now that it's been brought to our attention, we are going to take the necessary steps to correct this now prior to the sale. So when Mr. Must takes over, he has, you know, he can hit the, the ground running. 
but well, nope they're just they're just saying no nah, we're you're an asshole and we're right even though you're right and we're the asshole but it's cool we'll do it so i just did some quick math so uh, again they're claiming five percent roughly that is of, of users that is bots and that's of that 330 million statistic that's 16 million five hundred thousand users that are bots now that's a lot don't get me wrong that's that's a lot musk is claiming 20 percent roughly which is 66 million so they're about mm, just shy of 50 million on the difference between the two of them users that's a lot of people <laughs> a lot, but just, a lot just of people look at it from like you know us as normal people you know even the people you guys listening to this if you have discord or even facebook discord's really good for it discord has so many bots go to uh fiverr.com and look on on there for like advertising discord servers and there'll be somebody from argentina or like someplace like that that'll you know we'll get you 200 bots or 200 members to your discord for five bucks yeah and that's you know on my on a personal level here going into that you know i used to stream on twitch i did it for many years recently i just made the switch to youtube and part of that was because of those bots you could go and it wasn't even that much you could go and buy a hundred bots we call them follow bots they will go and follow you on twitch and it was like 99 cents it was so easy, and a lot of them had derogatory names. There were, you could leave comments, so they would leave a comment after. It, it was so bad, and these companies won't do anything about them either. So that was one of the reasons I switched, and you know that was on the largest, if not one of the largest, I don't know where they rank, streaming platforms, right? You can only imagine what happens to someone who's got 100 point eight million followers right it's obviously it's not like you know specific where it, you know on streaming platforms they pop up or they sh appear in chat that they followed whatever it's a little bit different here but still that's it's inflation almost right it's like saying oh i got 17 barrels of oil here to sell you but i really only have 15 makes it look like i got more so that you know i can i can inflate the numbers a little saying hey i only got 17 you're buying my entire stock, so I got, you know, I got to, or almost my entire stock, so I got to, you know, save these barrels so that other people and I can inflate my prices a little because it's competition, and then I really have, you know, more than I said. It's the same way here. It's no different. Yeah, I just, I just think that there's no way that 5% is an accurate number. Um, just because if you look at, like you said, even Twitter, you know, YouTube, there's subscribe bots for YouTube. There's people to follow your Discord channel that aren't real people. It's one person sitting there saying, oh, all right, I created, you know, in the course of six months, I created 10,000 fake accounts that I can deploy with a click of a button to whatever server I want them to go to. It's, it's not even like them creating it. It's literally they just, you know, they this person goes to whatever website it is or whatever app, whatever it is and buys them. And when they buy them, they instantly, there's, there's a bot to create the bots. It's really what it is. It's not like a person sitting there. Oh, I spent all month creating these. Let's send them somewhere. No, it's literally, they spent all month creating a bot to make more bots. Pretty much how they did it, which is so I, annoying. I mean, at the end of the day, when, when the, the curtain falls, you know, and the lights go out, Elon Musk is going to own Twitter. Twitter is going to be devalued. I would say even I would dare to say that the price that he is going to pay for Twitter will be less than $40 billion because once it's out there and, and any kind of criminal case, even though this isn't going to be a criminal case, there's still going to have to be evidence pre presented from both sides to prove the reason why you know, Elon's going to have to prove why he canceled the deal, and Twitter's going to have to prove why what he did was wrong. So if 
Elon comes in there and says, hey, look, here's all the proof you need that it's more than 5% that they've been lying, and I'm not going to buy a company that lies to its its consumers. Or if Twitter comes in there and goes, look, we, we, you know, we know there's this 5%, but this other 15% he's talking about, we have no proof of it. We can't prove that this is happening. I think that it's it's going to devalue it, and it's all going to. This is going to be public stuff too. This ain't going to happen behind closed doors. You know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were national news on live TV every day for what a month. This is going to be right there with it because this is going to be a a big deal. Yeah, and just to to round this entire thing out, when Monday, April twenty fifth, when he announced that he was going to acquire Twitter for forty four billion dollars. The Twitter share price was $51.70. Again, he was buying it for $54.60, I think it was, something like that, a share. So you spend a little bit more money. Today, the market closed Friday, or what day is it? Sunday. So Friday, July 8th, when this announcement came out, the market closed at $36.81 a share. Big jump, big jump. Now, somewhere uh, the first week of, second week of May, uh, it went from like $40, $47, right down to 37 and it's kind of been fluctuating there, but I don't know what happened there. That, that would be interesting to look at, but yeah, it, it's devalued, uh, let's see, $51, it, I mean, it's devalued 20%, it's approaching, well, 30%, really, it's approaching halfway devalued here shortly if we keep going on this uh this run so i think uh again i think this is just partially a big ploy and like you said he's gonna probably he's gonna end up owning it and that's that pretty much at this point well you gotta also with this with this you gotta look at who benefit the most from it for one just look at how many banks signed off on the loan to allow him to have, because Elon's rich, but he ain't $44 billion rich. No. Like, he didn't have that money sitting in his fucking bank account that he could just go, oh, I want to go get $44 billion. There are banks that are loaning him this money, and there's a bunch of them banks doing it. So yeah. if you look at the banks doing it as opposed to the banks that said no, but they... And you also stop and look at all the advertising that Twitter does that they basically in the past three months or whenever it's been since he said he was going to buy it and the, 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 the price per share increased for Twitter. How much have these sponsors benefited? You know, these advertisers that are on Twitter that are paying you know, $1,000 a month to advertise, you know, the uh, T-shirt or whatever the hell it is. Because of Elon Musk, the share went up, which means the, the more people are on Twitter. That's why the share would go up because it's the, the company is valued higher because it's obviously has more users. Um, so these companies are making money. Are they going to go to bat for Elon, or are they going to go to bat for Twitter? I guess only time will tell. You can't really. This is this is literally us playing devil's advocate without knowing jack shit about what's really going on. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, to kind of wrap this up here. What we know is probably a fifth of what is actually going on, if that. There are so many backdoor communications and deals being worked out because no one wants to go to court it's expensive for both of them to go to court right they got to pay lawyers they got to pay all this other stuff they got it's in delaware so as far as i'm aware uh neither of them are located in delaware so they got to spend that money it no one wants to go to court They're, again. And, and really really the only way anybody if if you think you know what you're talking about you're wrong um, because the only way anybody knows anything and can be completely 100% accurate on this is if you have the merger contract sitting in front of you right now and you know the specifics behind the deal. 
other than that, you and, can only and, speculate, and that's all we're doing is speculating on what we think is the case here. And even if you have that in front of your face, it means absolutely nothing right now. Because it's got nothing to do with the, the, the potential communications going on right now between the two. Unless you're sitting next to Elon Musk or you were on the legal team of either or, you have no idea. You, you can think you do, but you have honestly no idea at this point. There's, again, so many communications going on, and no one, again, no one wants to go to court. Probably won't end up there, and if it does, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It, it'll be national well. news, but either way, laws apply across the country. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But anywho, moving on. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about that here very shortly because that's going to continue to involve. Um, just to put just to put myself out there, I'm hashtag Elon Musk. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, I'm very much so. Anywho, Bill, I'm gonna throw it back to you because I know you got uh, something else you want to cover here. Um, so enjoy, take it away. It's all yeah. you again. So I'm I am so confused by this, and and I hate that whenever I have something to say, I'm confused. Just because I wish people would tell me what the hell is going on. So I know what the hell is going on. Apparently, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey signs a law that's, that bans people from recording any kind of police activity within eight feet of an active scene. Sorry, what? Okay. What? This doesn't make no sense. Well, okay, eight feet's not very far. I get that. Like, you shouldn't be all up in the shit. But... That eight feet, where that's such an arbitrary number. So okay, what what that's gonna do is because anywhere a cop is, if there's a scene going on, and you're standing fifteen feet away from the scene recording, and that cop walks his ass a little bit closer to you, then technically where he stands is where the boundary of the scene is. Yeah. So, so he could say you got to move back. I don't agree with this law at all. So I I just wanna. I, I was going to say I have two points, but now I got like 17 more points to cover after this. So, uh, yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, if he moves, if the cop moves closer to you, do you have to now just suddenly, like, backpedal instantly? Uh, that's an issue. But secondly, my biggest concern with this is eight feet, right? You cannot record within eight feet of police activity. If you get pulled over, can you record that traffic stop now? I think I think eminent no uh, eminent domain comes in at that point. If you're in your car, they can't stop you from recording. I don't know. This doesn't seem like a very good law here. This is but but the officer's standing right outside of your car. So is that within six or within eight feet? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're breaking the law. I guess if you're in Arizona now, all of a sudden you just have to. You're shadowed and whatever the cops say is right. And trust me, this ain't a shot on the cops because I support the police a thousand percent. I don't even know. I want more cops. I Yeah, I'm with you there. And and I, they didn't make this law. So, I mean, it's it's really not on them. But And odds are they're not actually going to enforce this oh, law. Probably this, not. This, just seem, this seems like a law that was made for no apparent reason except for to stop. You could go on YouTube yourself and you could find recordings of people recording the cops doing dumb shit this may very well just be the arizona governor saying hey i don't want our cops to look like idiots so here's a law that says you can't be within eight feet of a cop recording yeah but here's my other thing right we have supercomputers in our pockets right everyone has a phone of some sort they all have cameras right all those cameras can zoom. All those cameras can capture really good audio, even from really far distances. So what's stopping me from going 8.1, you know, eight feet, one inch behind them, just zooming in a little or going 10 feet and just zooming in a little. I honestly, it's a violation of a federal law that is public access. Like, that's not a state law. That's that's throughout the entire 50 states in the United States that is public access. Anything that is public access. So 
police departments. You can stand in the parking lot of a police department and record all you want because that building you pay for as a taxpayer. Public access, you can stand on a sidewalk not owned by a business and record traffic driving by because you have that right. If you're in your own car, that's private property, and it might, it might be on private or public access, but you should still have the right to record there. So I think this rule means nothing, but I, I think what you said just a little bit ago holds more weight is what actually happens if a cop pulls you over? Do you have to tell the cop, I'm recording, stay eight feet away? Yeah, and like, this is, and again, if this truly, I mean, it's obviously stuck. It was signed in. If this continues, I guarantee if it's not already, and it might already be because, again, this was the first time I heard about it. This was something Bill brought to my attention. This is 100% going to be a Supreme Court case. 100%. If if someone is charged with this, whatever it might be, this is 100% going to end up as a Supreme Court case. It's just they're they're going to claim it's a violation of you know freedom of i guess speech and the ability to record specifically if someone's pulled over or from a public area it's 100% going to be a supreme court case i can see it well, right now this is the thing is i know arizona is typically a republican state mm-hmm. i don't know what what affiliation the govern governor has there whether he's republican or democrat but he has lost sight clearly has lost sight of your freedom of speech and freedom of expression yeah like, so you can't i don't i don't know where where what the hell is his problem yeah doug Ducey is a uh republican and i believe they're up for election this year too well then he must be a rhino because oh yeah like, he's he's a republican but doesn't let me let me see here. Let me let me do a deep dive. You keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look here for a minute. But yeah, I, I okay. So if if he's the Republican Party right now is all about like saying nope, Second Amendment actually matters. Screw you. We're not changing it. These people have the right to these guns. You have the right to go stand, you know, in the middle of the street and say whatever you want, as long as it's not violating a law. Then he's going to sign into law something that violates that very principle, saying you can't record and you can't, you know, express yourself. So what if I what if I'm standing, you know, what what if you wreck your car after a high speed chase in my parking or you know in my my lawn while I'm live streaming on camera? Do I have to end my stream because of it? I probably would. Because holy shit, what's going on outside? But in theory, would you have to? Could well, they uh, could they cop knock on the door and say, "Hey, you got to shut off that stream. We got a scene going on. It's less than eight feet." Well, and this this brought up another thing for me, right? How many security cameras do you have? Right? You don't always. You're not always home. You don't always have control. So if they find out, if someone gets pulled over in front of your house, right? And your house is close to the road, like city streets usually are. You got a camera watching your front door, and it just happens to catch it, and it's pretty close, within eight feet. Can they say, nope, you got to delete that footage or take that camera down, or we're going to charge you? Or if it's in a business, and it's in a parking lot, and a police officer pulls in there to deal with a trespasser or whatever, you know, a larceny. And they're standing right under the camera. Do they have to remove that footage now, or can they charge you? I would think that's private property. I would too, uh, but it's police—it's police activity, isn't it? I—I I, I mean, yeah, that—that's the double standard. Hey, look, if y'all live in Arizona, join our Discord and let us know what really—if we're wrong on this, because from what I looked into it, I know that it doesn't sound right. Um, and if you're also, if you're from Arizona and you disagree with it, join our discord and more information will be given at the end. Trust me. It's my favorite part. Yeah. And just w- one quick thing on this. If I'm reading this correctly, he is actually not allowed to re uh, rerun for the governor position because they have term limits. So 
I'm... Oh, then whoever takes over has to be smart enough to say, well, dude, you signed some shit into law that makes no sense at all. That's coming off. And, and I know, first off, it, I didn't even look into this, so I could be very, very wrong and make a, be making a complete ass out of myself. But in order for a governor to sign something into law, doesn't the state legislation have to first pass it? Like, say, yep. Usually, unless it's an executive order, but yeah. Yep. But this didn't say it was an executive order. He said he signed it into law. So that means that the Arizona (laughs) Senate essentially said, this is what we want. Somebody please give me information here because... if this is what's happening in Arizona, this could be something that could happen in any state. And you're not going to tell me that I could spend $400 on a cell phone and then can't use it for what it's intended for. If it's got a camera built into it, I think I'm allowed to do it. Yeah, again, I, like you said, I don't agree with it. No, I, this is I don't, shit. I honestly, unless you're interfering... Like completely interfering, I don't think anyone's gonna, any officer is going to uh, go out of their way to charge you with this. I, I just think that's a waste of their time, and I'm pretty sure they know it as well. But well, they don't want to do the paperwork. Yeah, it's really, it's probably what a misdemeanor at most, if not just a ticketable offense. Like probably a verbal warning, like "Hey, dickhead, back up." Yeah, like you can keep <laughs> recording. Just give me some space, would you? Like. I got, I got, I'm dealing with something going on here. No one's going to... Yeah. I, I, I highly doubt that someone's going to... Any officer is going to charge you with that. It's not worth their time. That's all. I, I would hope not anyway, because that just seems really... Unless they got little boy syndrome, and yeah, that's a possibility too. Or they're told to record body camera all the time, and there's somebody sitting back at the office watching all the cameras and going, ah, ah, ah. You didn't arrest him, well, that, you're fired. So that's another thing. Now it comes into, like, you know, they have body cameras on constantly. So, I mean, yeah, they're the police, so they can record you, but you can't record them? Yeah, uh, because they're they're the ones controlling the scene. Yeah, I, it just, I don't, I don't like this. It's, it's not, not good. Just not. No, it's definitely not a good situation. So again, if you're in Arizona, if you're in Arizona, I want to hear about this. Like, give me more. Yeah, we we could be a thousand percent wrong here. We could be just talking out our asses because of what we've seen on the news. Oh yeah, why don't you tell me all about it, Siri? But uh, uh, if if we're wrong, just join join our Discord. Tell us we're idiots and leave. I don't care. Just tell us why we're idiots. It just it, this doesn't make no sense. No, it, it doesn't. And again, like Bill said, I mean, we can be completely talking out of our asses here. We're only again, we only get the we're not in Arizona, so we only get kind of the headlines and the spark notes and whatever version of everything. So I mean, there could be a lot more to this, and there might be a I don't see a legitimate reason, but there could be some you know plain devil's advocate here. There could be a potential legitimate reason for this, but again, I don't foresee it. So just just let us know. It seems stupid, but just just give us more information on this, would you? Hey, Matt, I know we're almost out of time, and it's probably soon time to wrap this up, but I want to at least touch on this because this is something that is topical, but not topical, but weird. So real quick, let's just cover the whole the whole thing going on with the WNBA player getting arrested up in in Russia for smoking a vape with THC in it. Um, I personally, I just want to say that I don't think that this is really a, 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 it's not a criminal offense, I don't think. I think this is more political and global type deal. Um, And I noticed that you put something with, there's this Bill Richardson that's traveling to Moscow who used to be a former U.S. ambassador. Yeah. And the former governor of New Mexico traveling to Moscow to try to secure her to bring her home. Is this, am I the only one feeling like this could very well be a a trap? He's going to go up there and become a prisoner of war? I don't know. I mean, he's, he's secured. So I, I guess his most noticeable thing is 
he's done a lot of prisoner exchanges working with the you know u.s embassies essentially and with the united states or the un sorry and his most noticeable i don't know if you remember uh the marine that was that russia had that was a prisoner of war for however long trevor reed who came back and essentially in a induced coma and died like the next day or whatever as soon as he was back in american soldier uh soil wasn't that the north korean guy no there was one yes but this was a maybe it was i regardless it was he was being held and he was essentially tortured beaten so on and so forth in prison and this the former governor and u.s ambassador bill richardson was the one that played i don't know how crucial of a role but the 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 storylines from the u.n said it was a pretty critical role in securing that exchange so maybe there is something there but yeah i don't i don't know if traveling to that specific country at this time to russia at this time is a great idea if you're a former governor and u.s uh ambassador uh it just doesn't seem intelligent but then again he's a politician so i mean are we really that surprised diplomatic immunity um yeah but we'll cover more on this probably not on our thursday episode because that's way more relaxed so if something happens between now which is you're going to hear this tomorrow morning at the earliest um if something happens between now and next this time next week it'll definitely be on next monday's episode yeah it's just it's a stupid thing all around and like you said it's probably more political i will say though she faces 10 years in uh, russian prison which i can only imagine what russian prison is like um for an american yeah from what i've heard real quick just to touch on it, from what i've heard is she essentially anytime she's even like in the courtroom she is in a like concealed like two by two box like like she killed 17 people um you know so i can only imagine what uh what actual prison's like but yeah we'll we'll cover this definitely more probably next week like bill said um it's just stupid all around and if something changes uh we'll, we'll get to that if if something changes but you'll definitely probably hear about it uh next week maybe even thursday if something happens and we just find ourselves there but yeah anywho uh it's about that time bill your yes, favorite sir. your favorite time of the show getting warmed up so i am going to send it to you for you to tell right. everyone about the lovely lovely discord that we have decent all right so if you've been listening to this podcast for 14 episodes actually more than that then you know that i'm about to tell you some stuff that's my favorite part of this whole thing i am not great with long strings of letters and numbers so i'm just going to put a link to our discord in the audio and or video depending on where you're watching this uh so you can come into our Discord. Tell us where we're right. Tell us where we're wrong. Tell us how stupid we are. Tell us if you think that our opinion is different from yours. I mean, you could come in, tell us, and leave. It's fine. That that probably is not going to hurt our feelings. Um, it's also a good place to check out if you're a business or if you're a streamer or you're starting a community or whatever. We have sponsor programs in there that you can you could click on. You can even end up on this podcast at just. You know, the the prices lead from next to no money to a significant amount of money, depending on what you're advertising. But you're you're actually getting more for your value. Uh, just join our Discord. I don't want to tell you everything so you don't have to come look. I want you to actually join and come look it up. But we got some really good news today, and I'm going to let Matt tell you all about that right about now. Yeah, so thanks uh, to all of you that have stuck with us for 14 episode, fourteen main episodes and I don't even know how many, half dozen uh, bonus episodes now. Um, we have been uh, in connection with Anchor, which is the platform we use that does a lot of our back-end stuff to, to send this podcast and our beautiful voices out to 
every possible podcast you know platform in the world it helps us keep track of everything it's a great tool and because of your guys listening we've actually been in connection with them and we've unlocked um the ability for you guys to support us additionally besides just listening so we have the ability and i'll post a link this uh, a link below to this as well right under the discord for a monthly supporter role there's three options it's again ranging from cheap to not so much cheap uh to check us out and and donate to us to bring you guys better content better uh episodes every week you know we're doing this me and bill just you know for fun really and and that's why we like doing it and we keep coming back so there's three options on there again i'll post the link 99 cents a month up to 90 uh 9.99 a month so Feel free to check those out. Again, it's not required, but it would certainly be helpful for us to continue to bring you guys uh, great, great episodes every single week, and and maybe even down the road more if if uh, that option becomes available and you guys want it. So make sure to check that out. Again, I'll post a link both of the audio side and the video side if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you are on YouTube, feel free to subscribe to us. All of our shows go up there with extra little graphics like today you you'll see uh all kinds of graphics up there i do a lot of work to do you know put those up that way you can see what we're seeing and you know if something doesn't make sense and there's a graphic for it it just it helps connect all the stories and on top of that uh with the discord if you don't have discord you don't want to get discord just for this feel free to email us too two dudes with a view at gmail.com we look at it daily and uh it's a great way to connect with us or formally, if you want to do that um, for you know businesses or whatever looking to sponsor, or just want to share your thoughts on something or, or get your ideas out there, so uh, make sure to check that out as well. And you can always email us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You know. But with that being said, Bill, you got any any final things before we before we close it out? Please share this podcast with all your friends, family, anybody you think would be interested in listening to it. Yeah, it's certainly helpful if you do. Even just you share it with one person, that person decides to watch. If everyone does that, thousands of more people can, can hear this. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to episode 14, my lucky number. Loved episode 14. Missed episode 13 because it was 4th of July. Kind of bummed about that, but 14 made up for it. So... That being said, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you Thursday for our, another bonus episode. I'm excited. But with that being said, we'll see you later, and uh, stay safe and enjoy uh, enjoy the week, guys. Later.